Since the dawn of time, man has reached to obtain that which seemingly lies just beyond his grasp. Reason, enlightenment, understanding. It is said that the game of basketball can provide this fulfillment, but only to those who devote themselves to its principles, to a higher purpose, to end smart basketball. Do we know where, where Tony's tonight? He said that uh, he's got to get up early on Wednesdays, 5.45, so no go. Did, did, did we ever determine what night is best for, for Tony's podcast availability? It seems like it would not be Monday or Tuesday, but other days potentially. I not think Monday he, or Tuesday, okay. I think he has volleyball on Mondays, and then I guess he gets up early Wednesday, so... So maybe what does early mean for you? When, when, when Tony says, I'm going to get up early, does that mean like, does he need to wake up at like five or is that like six? 545, I believe is what he said. 545. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's oddly precise. Oh, 530. I'm sorry. 530. I just went back and checked, okay. checked my notes. Yes, 530. And, and tonight it's just me and you, Bob. I think we, you know, we usually uh, have, have at least Ed in, in tow and, uh, and, and just for the, for the night, unless Ed pops in here, which I guess is always a possibility, but... At this point, given his eastern eastern time zone of um, geographic location, he will be likely asleep by now. Um, so it's just me and you tonight. I think he's taking a nap. So yeah, that's okay. It's all right. Probably taking a nap. Um, I want. I wonder if uh, do you think Andrew Luck's taking a nap right now? I hope so. I think he needs a nap. He needs a nap and a hug and uh, a good night's sleep. Yeah, you've you've been stewing. In your own, in your own brain, for the past forty-eight hours, trying to, to get on to, to this podcast to give uh, to give you take. Uh, yeah. Let's let's hear your. I mean, let's be let's remember. Uh, I mean, people who listen to this are going to have three, four. If I post this tomorrow, that's still going to be three days of of uh, recycled, uh, you know, Twitter, internet, radio uh, takes that have already been thrown at them. What do you have that's that's different? So, to be honest, I have, I kind of have three takes. Not just one, not two, but three. Um, and I mean, I, th- I think the first take is the most commonly accepted correct take, uh, both politically and generally speaking. But I mean, Andrew Luck can obviously, he can do whatever he wants to do, right? It's a free country. Uh, he's made his money. If he wants to get out of the game, good for him, right? I mean, yeah, so I mean, I'm just gonna walk into you right here. I think that's yeah. that's that's the majority. You know, hey, he's he's a guy who doesn't want to play football anymore. He's he's got his head bashed in. He's gotten his, yep. his spleen, uh, or not his spleen. His kidney was uh, punctured. His yep. uh, another part of his uh, another organ was was damaged. Uh, so I think we can all agree on that one. What's your what do you have going on else? Yeah, so I mean, my second take, and I feel like it's maybe going up in, in level of. Uh incendiary so to speak but you know of course he should be able to do whatever he wants but to some extent he does owe us something and and i should expand it beyond andrew to maybe the colts in general and when i say us i mean the pay the people that paid money to see him play um you know the example i'd like to throw out there is if nsync decided to start touring again and justin timberlake was going to tour with them and they sold a bunch of tickets to this reunion tour, and all of a sudden Timberlake drops out. 
Um, you know, for the Colts, Andrew Luck is their Justin Timberlake. So for all the people who paid money to see him play, again, I'm not saying that Luck necessarily owes them money, but when you hear about the Colts not collecting this $12 million or whatever it was back from him, um, if I'm a fan, I'm thinking that's some of that is my money that I paid your organization to see this guy play. Get it back from him and give it back to me. Well, how do the Colts win? How do the Colts win back the fans? Do they do they just roll their uh, Jacoby Brissett out there and 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 do that? Do they give him a refund and allow maybe discount the tickets and allow people to repurchase tickets? What's your solution to this? Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly think that the Colts need to do something for the fans who paid money. I, I don't know what the solution is. I mean, to be honest, I would like to see the Colts offer a refund on any tickets for this season. Um, pretty much no questions asked. If you if you paid for Colts tickets and you want to get your money back, we will give you a refund if we're the Indianapolis Colts. Okay, yeah, I think I can I, I can buy into that. I think uh, I don't know if I think that Luck or the Colts owe the fans anything, but I can I can buy into the concept of I suppose offering refunds if if you really feel that strongly about it. But I don't really feel like that there's that, that Andrew Luck owes anybody anything. I mean, it, it's no that and that's what I'm saying. Like the right. I don't know if I don't know if it's Luck who does, but I mean it's it's a it's like your classic bait and switch, especially because this has been you know, boiling for a long time, right? Like there, there's been reports that he was talking to the, 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 uh, what's a, what's a coach's name there now? Christ. Frank Reich, right? Frank Reich. Yeah. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. And they've been talking since, you know, March or May or whatever about the possibility of him not coming back. And for them to kind of hide this and continue to sell season tickets the whole time. It's just, I mean, to me, it's another example of, a big corporation playing by a different rule than the rest of us. It's garbage. I mean, bait and switch is a little aggressive, though, right? I mean, when I think bait and switch, I think of uh, what you I think of like a, a shady car dealership, right? Or a you know like a a furniture place that uh, yeah, but it's like advertises one thing and then rolls out a different uh, product when you get there. Yeah, the but car, if right? if you're selling a car and you, you tell somebody, yeah, the engine runs great. Um, no problems whatsoever, but in reality, you know that the engine has a decent chance of crapping out ten miles down yeah. the road. I mean, it's pretty. Oh, so you're 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 comparing uh, lock to a, a a car engine that fails right after you buy it. Yeah, I mean that the salesman knew had a potential to fail, and he did not disclose that. I think that's kind of it's pretty. Yeah, but I think everybody knows that Locke has a has a or any quarterback, any NFL player. Is, is, is subject unless you're Tom Brady is subject to to that kind of of uh, potential you know re- career ending injury yeah. at any moment and I, I it's, it's it's the I sport. agree it's, it's I agree it's a but war that's zone. that's not what happened here I mean that's obviously a guy can get injured at any time but that's not what happened here the Colts knew that luck might not come back and they continued yeah. to sell tickets promoting him etc. I just think well, they did this. Well, I don't know. I mean, are you that in tune with the Colts' uh, season ticket uh, propaganda machine? Do they have they been like flashing uh, luck uh, billboards <laughs> in the off season? I mean, uh, that's what they here. Yeah, they had to be. I don't know. No, I'm not. Yeah, you don't know. That's fine. It's fair to assume they probably are. You, you know, 
leveraging uh, Lux, uh, you know, face and persona. Right. Uh, to so sell tickets all over uh, billboards and such. So okay, I, I think I think a lot of people can probably get on board with that take. Um, maybe if you don't totally agree, that's fine. But my last take. Take number um, three. Take number three. Um, obviously, you can understand how Luck might have lost his love of the game. But, um, you know, there's a school of thought out there that we're all given certain gifts in life. And the mark of success is what you do with those gifts. And, you know, when you think back, there's nothing more sad than a person not living their life and using those gifts to the fullest. I mean, what if uh, Mozart walked away from the piano because he had arthritis. You know, what if, what if Bach, what if Bach, what if Bach walked away? And to be honest, what I heard Andrew Luck say at his press conference was that he, he was sad, he was broken down, he, he was in need of help and support. I, I don't know that he was necessarily in need of retirement. He sounded like he felt trapped. I think that was his exact words. Um, this guy needed help. So, I mean, to be honest, I believe that his odds of making a comeback are probably better than 50-50. Like, is, is yeah, he going to stay retired? Yeah, that, that's where I was, yeah. I was going to go there, too. I think he's got a, a, a pretty good chance of playing football somewhere, whether it's, I mean, the joke right now is going to play in the XFL, right, because his, right, his dad, uh, right. does he run the XFL or does he have a stake? I don't know the whole story there, but whatever. Whatever that story is, he's got I a... I think he's the CEO, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, he's he runs the, the XFL, yeah, which... Right. Him playing in the XFL doesn't really make any sense unless the le- the rules are completely <laughs> you can't you know, touch, never the touch the quarterback. Right, which yeah. o- oddly enough, the NFL was trending in that direction or is trending in yeah. that direction where where it's it's a lot safer today than it was 15, right. 20 years ago. You know, when Tom Brady was in the league as a rookie, the rules were a lot different then. Or yeah, a lot more sure. friendly to to quarterback play. Exactly, um, which says something about. Um, uh, the, you know, just the fact that Luck has been bashed around in only six years. Uh, I think it's safe to say that his, you know, if he were playing for a different franchise, he wouldn't be injured. Right? In, you know, I, I think we can we can blame the Colts. Yeah, and I think, I any, think so. yeah. anybody who knows anything about football, um, and I'm not going to proclaim to be an expert, but anybody who you know understands that uh, if you have a, a better system, a better offensive line, generally speaking, you're going to have a more healthy quarterback, and that's yeah not what the Colts have done. Right, they they trotted out a terrible offensive line so that he could get beat up for every year he played. Yeah. So yeah, I was hearing this morning that 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 the the Colts literally were were running out inexperienced bottom of the barrel linemen. I mean, I don't know. I, it almost feels like that should be like against the league rules. There should be some sort of like minimum right. <laughs> like requirements. For your offensive line, like you shouldn't be trotting out. Like they, I'm, I'm serious. They should have. There should be like, um, you know, how you have there's there's minimum salary requir- requirements for, uh, you know, for for any player in the, in the league, uh, the league minimum. Yeah. Why not right. bump that up a little bit to protect your most prized possession of, uh, you know, your most prized asset as far as the league is concerned, is going to be your league's quarterbacks. Why not have. A minimum, you know, talent level at your offensive line because obviously it drove luck to retirement. So I feel like if 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 anything, we can blame the Colts and their lack of 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 uh, you know just general knowledge of, of how to play football, which is kind of strange because you'd think that right, you know, if you if you wanted to win, you'd protect your quarterback, but uh, that's uh, didn't work for them. I think we can all agree that the Colts are the bad guys here, one way or the other. 
And then Ed uh, decided, you know, so I, I, I tweeted out from our Smart Basketball account on Sunday about how if I were a, a Colts fan, I, I'd be throwing batteries. You know, obviously it's a joke. I would, I would never throw batteries at anybody, let alone Andrew Luck or, or at a game. So. Right. So that was a joke. But, you know, hard to understand it on the internet. I don't understand Ed's lack of, of uh, you know, joke comprehension. Right. But um, I just wanted to say that I feel like if I were a season ticket holder, and to your point, I would be pretty upset. And I feel like that they have uh, every right to be upset. And I feel like uh, there's there's two sto- there's two sides to this from where I can come where I can understand. There's the the fan side, uh, and and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not. What I'm not fine with is the the Dan the Dan Dockich, uh side of things. Uh, you've you've seen his tweets. Um, a little bit, not a lot. What's he saying? Or I guess it was a. I guess it was a, at least the one tweet that I saw where he says, "I have family working in steel mills, yeah. cops, teachers <laughs> making far less, and this guy is tired. My backside." Um, Sarah Spain calls him out as a you know toxic masculine uh, behavior, and yeah, I, yeah, just the whole the whole Dakich thing is just uh, it's comical. I mean, he uh, oh, and then and then we can get onto the the Gottlieb. Uh, where he, he uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm fine with Gottlieb's take, other than he calls out him as a millennial, and that's the reason. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into the whole millennial concept. Like, I'm a little tired of, and this goes beyond football or any. It goes. This is there's no end of, of, of people in the world, Americans, uh, who who blame millennials for every every problem that exists out there. And I'm a little tired of it. I just don't really think there's. There's any real logic behind it, other than people just like to blame people who are young, which has probably been right. going you know, on I mean, since I mean, the beginning to be honest, of time. Like, I think as long as people have been been alive, yeah. yeah, it's been the old people complain about the young people saying stupid things or doing dumb things. Right. <laughs> I mean, millennials aren't even like the newest generation in the workforce anymore, as far as I understand it. So, yeah. I what mean, is the no. newer? Uh, what's What's the new tagline? What's the new? Uh, I mean, I'm behind I, on the times here. Are you googling this while while you type? I'll go ahead and talk I, so you can. No, I think up. it's like, no, it's like Generation Z, I believe. Gen Z, okay, I've heard Gen yeah. Z. I don't know, yeah. I don't know what that means, but Gen Z is the next. Okay, I think it's basically like mid '90s through like mid 2000s. So I mean, like you know, they're they're some of those people are approaching 25 now. So, yeah. So like my son would qualify as a Gen Z. As far as He's I 22. understand it. He's 22, yeah. yeah. Gen Y is in there as well, but I think that's that's millennials, really, so Z, yeah. I mean, there's a Pythagorean joke in there somewhere, but I'm not, I'm not going to make it, so. Please don't. Please don't. I won't, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, um, Dockage is interesting. I, I just want to say, like, he, um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, what's your, do you have any, like, do you have any, uh, uh, experience in, in, in either watching Dan Dockich on, on TV or maybe following his Twitter. You probably don't follow his on, on Twitter, but he's a I do actually he's a known I do, I do actually. Yeah. He's a known I don't know, dipshit, for lack yeah. of a better term. Yeah, so. I mean he's been on he's been on uh, college basketball coverage for quite a while. Um, and obviously we are a smart basketball podcast here, so I'm very familiar with with Dockich. Yeah, he's a big college college hoops guy. Are you are you are you done with the luck thing? Are we ready to move on? I Do think have... I'm pretty 
I mean, the other thing that I find kind of... I expected a lot more, honestly. I was ready for, like, flaming hot. <laughs> hot... Like, I thought my phone might melt down. I, I, the other thing I just want to talk about was, it's interesting how so many people have an opinion on this. And, it, like, why is this, why is it so important that someone decided to stop playing football, you know? I mean, Rob Gronkowski stopped in the off. He's in the news today. I saw him he saying is. kind of the same thing about his body breaking down, not being fun anymore. Right, right. But I think he almost started crying in the press conference. That was the uh, the clip that yeah. I heard. Yep. On sports radio today. So that's all you got. Okay. I wonder what do you think Ed's take is. Like, where do you think Ed stands on this? I mean, this is pretty simple, I guess. Ed probably is okay with Luck retiring and. Yeah, Ed. Ed is one hundred percent my first take. And the only reason he's like that is because that's what all the cool people on Twitter said. So that's what he's going with. Well, I want to get back to, like, the odds of him returning. Like, I feel like there's actually a pretty good chance he returns next year. I don't know what his contractual obligations are. Is he owned by the Colts I think, until that yeah. contract ends, I suppose? To be honest, I'm not sure. But, I I mean, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he, next year, I would say, but I feel like in the next couple of years, I'd put it better than 50% that he's back. Like if I were if I were him, I would I would take them I would take the Colts to court, and and then you know leverage that as a way to get out of that contract as uh, you know uh, malfeasance on the part of the Colts, <laughs> and, you know in their their handling of of his physical physical state. That would be and, an amazing uh, would, precedent to set. That would be uh, that would, very interesting. It would be a little bit pre- amazing, but I mean, it's not—it's not too different from, say, the Colin Kaepernick. Seat. I mean, no, that's a, that's a different, but I mean, it's—it's it's, it would be you know a player litigating against the the league or a team. Right. I did actually um, see. Uh, I did see someone. Gosh, I think it was in Forbes because I was I was laughing to myself about Forbes writing about this, but it, the guy was comparing it to like an unsafe workplace. If you're in a workplace that's unsafe for you, that's what they did to Andrew Luck. And I was like, I don't know, it seems like a little bit of a stretch. But that's what you're promoting as well. So you're in line I with guess, the guess, yeah. I mean, I don't know how the uh, the workers' comp law or OSHA comes into play when it comes to the NFL. But <laughs> I, it has to in some right. capacity, unless there's some sort of um, uh, collective bargaining going on with the, the Players Association that nullifies that, which would be even more strange. But... I don't know. I feel like there's a real case uh, if I'm if I'm luck that that really pins the the Colts as the 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 real bad guys here. The it's you know it's just unfortunate that we don't have a lawyer to, to weigh in on this subject. Yeah, yeah, we need more more legal representation on this show. I feel like uh, there's a chance that we might get some some Peter, one of our producers, uh, on 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 the show here soon. He was sort of hinting towards that the other day. Did you get that impression as well? Yeah, I think uh, I think he was hinting that now that he's finished up with uh, some education, uh, he has time for everything. So I don't know if this falls into everything, but I think so. At some point. Did you catch O.J. Simpson's response to the Andrew Luck situation? I did. Who are those people? 
Yeah, so so I'm yeah I'm bringing this up. I don't really care about OJ's response because because he's a psychopath. Um, I mean his Twitter <laughs> ha, you know uh, accounts uh, entertaining I suppose because I do I, I subscribe to it and whenever he tweets I, I watch the videos. But yeah, as as we strangely enough he doesn't you know he usually just uh, shows up with a golf club kind of you know doing some half swings in the middle of his real, you know, living room or maybe out in his front yard maybe in a golf cart. He likes golf a lot. That's good for him. This time he's at a fantasy football draft, uh, allegedly hours before the news broke. And the news breaks, he's still in this draft. Or you know, it looks like it looks like they're in a, a restaurant or something. Yeah, in there, looks uh, like they rented out a section. Yeah. Yeah. I need to mute this, but yeah, they run out of like the back room. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven guys they pan through, and I just I like. First of all, who are yeah, who are these guys? Like, would you would you in any way ever want like if you were invited to OJ's fantasy league, would you show up and and participate? Um, as as a believer in due process and uh, the right to a fair trial, absolutely. That's right, because he's innocent, right? Uh, he was. You in no way believe that this guy killed two people. Uh, as far as as far as the court, as far as okay. America, as far as I'm concerned. He's innocent. So you are absolutely one of these guys in this video. <laughs> in fact, yeah. it looks like you. I'm not even sure that isn't you. Yeah, I think yeah. you're the guy in the white the white Nike hat, kind of crouched over the laptop. That's kind of what you do, anyways. Exactly. That would actually be me. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I would go to OJ's fantasy draft. <laughs> okay. These guys would too. But so we've got yeah. There's there's two older, three older dudes. I mean, they're all white guys too. I mean, I guess I guess he's always kind of. Had more of a Caucasian uh, social circle, but uh, you'd think there'd be at least one other black dude in this in this fantasy league, <laughs> right? Theorizing, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. What do you think of OJ's choice of red wine? Like, uh, I liked that. You think it's yeah. A, like a uh, yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, very. Classic. You think it's a Pinot or, a, or do you think it's a, a Pinot or like a Merlot guy? Something dry, Merlot. Yeah. I think actually Pinot's dry, but I could be mistaken. <laughs> Not a wine expert, but I think I know enough that that Pinot is is more of a wine, a dry, a dry. Uh, really? Dry wine. All right, all right, man. School me. I mean, do you drink wine? Are you are you a wine drinker? I don't. I didn't know this. No, absolutely not. I didn't think so. I mean, I don't drink much wine either. My wife dr- drinks a, a decent amount, and I'll, and I, uh, I'll I'll have a Pinot from time to time, but uh, I definitely. I mean, so so Pinot is. Call myself an expert. Pinot is dry, but it's not a red wine. It's a it's a white wine. No, the Pinot Noir. Sorry. Oh, oh, you're gonna throw that in there on me. I, yeah, I. All right. This conversation went really south really fast. I apologize. <laughs> Just edit this out, please. Oh, we're keeping it in, but it, it it a sane podcast would would edit this out, but we're leaving it in because. Guys who know going. next to nothing about wine talking about yeah. wine. Yeah. <laughs> not in a way that is absolutely not entertaining at all. <laughs> right. That's, that's no. how we that's how we increase uh, clicks and, and follows on, <laughs> on podcast <laughs> platforms. Um, I want to talk a little bit. Uh, you've, uh, you know, yearly, it's a, it's a thing amongst... Uh, People that you know uh, as your your yearly fantasy uh, football uh, draft format. We didn't play last year, is that right? No, oh, we, we did. No, we had daily fantasy last year. Yes, 
A daily last year. We did a weekly yep. daily fantasy format. You change it every year, and I love that. I, I just want to make it clear. Like, it's, we, you know, me and Ed will we'll give you all kinds of, of, of uh, guff about it. Yep. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, I really want to just tell you I love that you do that. So, so don't you. stop doing that. So um, I do think this year you created it in such a ridiculous way as if to <laughs> basically deter people from joining so you don't have to actually administer the league, which I also respect. Um, this is the first year that I'm not running any leagues. I, I, I passed over commissioner access in my office league finally after like seven or eight years, man. It was, yeah, you it got was getting it. old really fast, yeah. You got out from under that rock. Good for you. Yeah, I got but out from under that rock. I think right? you are here too, yeah. You're still in the league, right? I'm still in the league. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I still like participating. I, I mean, as much as I, I really don't. This kind of gets into my. I don't really like what the NFL is or does or how it operates. But I'm, right. I'm apparently addicted to the, you know, to watching. But what it amounts to, you know, human cage fighting, um, <laughs> on, a, on a on a big screen TV uh, uh, for six hours on Sundays, nine hours, I guess, if you include the. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um... So just for our listeners' sake, um, my, my attempt at uh, running a fantasy league this year um, was actually a subset of four leagues. Um, four leagues. The, there was an umbrella over it called the Test of the Champion, and it ranked the finish in each of the individual leagues, add that up, and uh, you know highest score wins sort of thing. So um, the four leagues were a college football league, a NFL league, a season-long NFL uh, a daily NFL league, and then a uh, pick'em league, confidence pool type thing, combining NFL and college. And uh, like you said, Zach, I think I scared everyone away, so I'm not going to have to do anything as far as I can tell. Yeah, I mean, you did uh, a real number. I mean, you've had some pretty, you know, off the off the beaten path, real, real curveball leagues over the years, and it's, it's, it's worked enough for to have at least, I think we've had as few as six people in the league every year, which is the bare minimum, but uh, but this one right. might be the uh, the last straw. I think I went a bridge too far. Yeah. Um, I was I was looking forward to the uh, to the NCAA draft. Uh, I don't I don't think anybody would have had really any advantage there. That's why I kind of liked it. It would have been basically a lottery. Yeah, I'm gonna give it about uh, uh, like 16 more hours before calling it off, but uh, I'm not holding my breath. Not holding my breath at all. Uh, you know who's not holding their breath as well as Iowa. Uh, you can now bet on sports in Iowa. Who would have guessed that? The, the land of Steve King, our, our everyone's favorite congressman. Yeah, it's, it's kind of – Iowa's an interesting state. Um, they, they're one of the few states to still have dog racing, which says something. It, that says something as well. Yeah, who else <laughs> has dog racing besides Iowa now? Florida's out. Florida's out. Um, I feel like Arkansas and, like – like Alabama or something, you know. It's like it's some of those southern states. Let's just let's just look it up real quick. Yeah, take take your time there. Um, yeah, so West Virginia, Alabama, Arkansas, Iowa, and Texas. So there you go. Is there a big footprint in Texas? I feel like if there's gonna be a big a big heavy, which there was in Florida, is shouldn't Texas also be right there with them on the dog uh, dog <sighs> racing? To be honest, I'm not sure that there's any tracks in texas um oh i thought you i thought you just said texas oh but it's just legal there they just don't have tax okay it's legal yeah yeah. that's wild 
Um, I think Alabama is. You know what? You know, I bet I bet they don't have tracks because they weren't profitable, just like they weren't in Florida. Yeah, that's probably fair. I mean, like even horse tracks aren't profitable for the most part. They're they're kind of vestiges of a, a long lost past. They're they're subsidies. They're subsidized by the by the slot machines, right? Exactly. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, like on one hand, you can argue that the slot machines took away the revenue that they were bringing in, um, but if that's if that's what people prefer, then I don't know that the tracks should still exist. But yeah, that's just me. And by the way, Florida is still racing right now. It's just it's just being phased out. Yeah, it's this is the last year, right? I think they have another uh, I think, six to nine months. I think they could still go into next year. Well, yeah, like you said, six to nine months. I think it starts yeah. in twenty twenty one, to be honest. But whatever. Um, want to shift gears into the TV land? Uh, it's 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 always it's always kind of difficult to pick and choose what to watch on TV anymore because there's so much, uh, I guess, quality TV content out there. You, uh, you've recently, I believe, uh, dipped your toes into Succession, right? That's right. That's right. What uh, I, I really, I really appreciate your your uh, insight on these kinds of shows because uh, any, anybody who who at least I think like has any kind of conscience um, can, could agree that there are zero likable characters on on that show. And when I say that, I mean like you know they're just despicable people. They they they're uh, immoral. They're greedy. They, they they sort of you know uh, they're the and an, 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 they're the antithesis of, of everything that I uh, you know don't want to be so uh, but you you seem to have a character that you like right you you like the people on that show at least one right uh, I like Roman quite a bit uh, Kieran Culkin his character Kieran Culkin I mean so you you like him from the sense that he's entertaining right but you don't actually like him uh, if, if I was his friend in real life. Um... I might like him. He he reminds me of uh, of kind of like a combination of you and Ed, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't considered that there could be a uh, you know a person that that melded the best of me and Ed, and then that spit out Roman from Succession. Okay. I, I'm not saying the best of you and Ed. I'm just saying parts of you and Ed. A parts of me. Okay. Yeah. What? I think I think and he you, melts you, he melds the part of Ed that is, is you know very uh gregarious and outgoing and uh um extroverted and he melds the part of you that screamed at a woman in a las vegas sports book who was thinking about taking your chair i think screaming is a little <laughs> a little much i was definitely not not happy but I, I believe um i believe the woman said in response you don't have to get all rough with me so oh, I wasn't getting rough with her. That's for sure. It was, there was no roughness going on there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's we were guarding those seats for a good uh, what ten hours at that point. It was ten hours. We were on about like two hours sleep. No, what was the what was the mantra? Four hours, no more, no less, or was it like three hours? I think, I think was, three hours. Yeah. Yeah, three hours, no more, no less. But yeah, so uh, let's get back to Roman for a minute. So you you've have how many episodes of Succession have you seen? Um, three. three, three. Okay, so you're three deep. Okay. 
and it's it's good. I'm enjoying it. I can't. Yeah, no, it's a great it's a great show. Uh, what I was thinking about today as I was as I was driving around is I can't I can't remember the last time that I I watched, and I guess that's maybe the better question is here is when was the last show that you heard of that was not worth watching on one of these platforms like HBO, Netflix, even Amazon Prime? Have you heard of a show that was like that just got really poor poor uh, reception, poor poor uh, poor feedback, um, poor ratings? The show Working Moms, I believe, got a very poor rating um, on like IMDb. But one of our one of our best friends really loves that show. I feel like I've heard good things about that. Yeah, and not just from we were talking. You mean producer Peter? That's right, our producer. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think. I think Peter is. Yeah, I feel like I've heard somebody else say that. Uh, but IMDb yeah, only an, rates it. They rate it pretty low. I mean, not really? like it's like two out of ten, but it's like a in the sevens which is which is fairly low it's only 6.9 whereas yeah there you go yeah back in the day of, of network tv where where shows would uh, you know i think uh i was reminded of a show that rodney dangerfield starred in around oh 1990 did you catch that on twitter <laughs> no no there was so there was a show uh, like circa 1990 i think it lasted maybe a season it was terrible from i mean i didn't know <laughs> i didn't watch it but just watching the the uh the intro and, and reading about it a little bit, it looked really bad. Basically, it was the premise of a, a, a like a mid preteen or twelve or thirteen year old kid who basically uh, like had these moments of like an older like Rodney Dangerfield would like come in and like give him advice oh, or God. something like that. It was really weird, and it wasn't like sane advice. It was like Rodney Dangerfield, you know, comedy routine advice. Right. Right. So it was like really basically just a way to get, you know, Rodney Dangerfield's comedy routine into a sitcom. <laughs> and it was just the strangest. Uh... Anyway, so that happened. And that's the kind of thing you just wouldn't see today because I, I don't know how they, they must have, I guess, more logical uh, board. board uh... Well, I don't know if you can say that. I mean, I, I haven't watched any network sitcoms in a long time, but I would imagine that there's still a lot of similar garbage on the networks at this point. I mean, like, what's that show? Uh, um, it's like a spinoff of Big Bang, which I never watched. Like, it's like the kid. Like, that looks awful. I have no idea. Yeah. I think, really, I, think, I have. I think people love that. I mean, I'm not sure what it's called, but that sounds familiar, as I recall from watching football last season, because that's about the only time I know yeah. TV show names is when I get blasted with. Young Sheldon is what it's called. Young, Young Sheldon. Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think people love it. Like, they think it's great, but I, I can't imagine that. Whatever. I mean, could you imagine? Let's say that this podcast was somehow popular, or you were famous. What if there was like a young Bob? Wouldn't that make you happy? Would it make me happy? Yeah, because I'd be rich. I mean, what? How could it not make me happy? Fair enough. By the way, Young Sheldon gets seven point three out of ten versus Working Moms six point nine out of ten. Peter McCullough, I'm looking at you. Have you seen uh, James Harden? We're going to talk basketball for a moment here. James Harden's new uh, one-leg three-point shot. Uh, I'm making haste to see it right yeah. now. I put this in the show notes. Just want to let our readers know we have show notes now that we uh, I distribute amongst our, our staff. And uh, Bob failed to, to notice the uh, the Harden one-leg three note. I saw it. I just I just uh, assumed I could like intuit what well, he was I, doing. 
What, what I think is funny is I don't know what's different about it. What's different about it is that it looks <laughs> like what he was doing last year. Um, here we go. Found it. Okay. Right, so now so that you've, you're, 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 okay, this is your live, we're live podcast and you reacting to seeing the new Harden <laughs> one leg three. That is not, yeah, that's really not uh, particularly revolutionary. It's the same thing he was doing <laughs> the past two or three seasons where he's doing right. a step back or just basically so, off balance. Exactly. Three pointer. It's, it's like, it's just like slightly more off balance in a very needless way. It, it provides him no additional advantage. <laughs> I mean, if he were simply just like, you know, instead of doing a, you know, a standstill catch and shoot jumper where he, you know, uses two feet and he just morph that into a one, a one legged. Right. Then I could see that as being, you know, interesting, but he's, he's doing it at least from the video that I saw. He's, you know, he's on the move kind of makes sense. I just think he likes moving. Yeah, it's yeah. That's. I mean, it, I guess it's kind of like a runner from the three point line, but it's not. If he can do it at full speed, then I'm in. Then I'm then I'm impressed. But he's not. What I'm seeing is not anything near. I'm talking like run up the court full speed off of one leg, nail a three pointer. Then I'm impressed. Until then, no, no sir. No sir. All right, well, I, uh, we've hit the 36-minute mark, and um, do you have any other interesting color to, to toss in here? Uh, I, I'm just, you know, sticking to the show notes here. Uh, I want to know about the fruits in we, the backyard. That... Yeah, we didn't finalize the show notes. I don't always uh, get to everything. Yeah, so I did I did make a note about – so I, I ran into some what appeared to be blueberries in my backyard. Mm. I did some I'll, – I'll share this on Twitter – um, they, but they're not blueberries, obviously, because I don't. Well, I don't even know what, what blueberries look like or how they grow, because I've never actually seen them. On a, I've only seen them, you know, at that store. I mean, have you seen fun, blueberries before? Like, fun if, fact, like wild. Fun fact: anywhere? when we were uh, when we were on vacation um, at Carver's Gap on the border of Tennessee and North Carolina, they had wild blueberries uh, on our hike. Oh. so we were indulging ourselves, and they are delicious. Go on. That sounds awesome. I mean, I'm gonna. <laughs> That that is, I, didn't, I didn't hear about that. That sounds like the highlight of the trip. I love I love blueberries to be to be good stuff. So, so are, what do the plants look like? Are they like? Do they look like, like is like like a grapevine? Is it a tree? No, is it a shrub? It's just like a shrub. Yeah, I mean it's uh, yeah, they're they're. How kind tall of, is the shrub? Not tall, I wouldn't say. Two feet. Um. Yeah, two to three, maybe. Yeah. So that's what I'm. Yeah. yeah. So so go ahead and Google this while I talk here. The the Oregon grape. Google that. All right. that. That's that's All what right. I think I have in my backyard, but I'm not sure, and I'm not sure what to do with it because yeah, I don't those really are not wanna, like yeah. I just so you see say, that yeah, yeah. Those are like real blueberries are not that brightly colored, you know. I'm looking at like a very light blue sort of thing. So, yeah. Well, I mean, the ones in my backyard. I mean, if you compare them to a, a regular blueberry, they look pretty similar. Okay, but they're All not. Right. I mean. Uh, I mean, what I'm you know, like, I think it's the the the, the spiked, spiny leaves are are different uh-huh. than blueberries, but I'm not sure. All right, all right. Anyways, so, so if you ate it, what would happen? Well, that's the thing is, I'm not sure. It's hard to find information. You think that I could find? <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm seeing, what I'm saying here is, I'm, pr- I'm I'm like 99% confident that it is an Oregon grape, which is safe to eat. Okay. But I don't know. There's that one percent, even less. That they're like, what if it's not? <laughs> what if it's something else? And I did I did a, a, a Google search on. Just poisonous wild, wild uh, fruits, yeah. and it can't you know 
shows up a couple things that I've never heard of, but no, nothing anywhere near what looks like an Oregon grape. So I feel pretty confident that I can eat it. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't I mean, really so, feel like it's worth the risk. I was going to say, so to, uh, just to, to finish my story from earlier, to add some color, yeah. um, my wife identified the blueberries and um, was like, you know, handing them out to herself and kids and me. And I was like, you know what? If I have to carry everyone back, I'm going to wait a little bit to see if you guys start vomiting. So, so I, skip, you, <laughs> I skip. You weren't sure if they were actually blueberries. It, it, she's very sharp on that sort of thing. So I should have trusted her. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. And, but uh, weren't you on like a, you, it sounds like you were on like a, <laughs> like a farm that was. No, no, no. We were in the mountains, like on a, on oh. a hike, on a hiking trail. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's pretty ballsy. I didn't realize that. Okay. Uh, she knows what she's doing, but, um, I mean, it was mostly joking, but you know, there's a little, there was like, there's like that less than 1% chance, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's non-zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, spoiler, okay. we were fine. We were fine. Yeah.